Graber, and you're listening to That Sober Guy Podcast on Recovery Radio. Living one day at a time for a sober, healthy, happy life. For more information, visit www.thatsoberguy.com. And now, let's start the show. Welcome to the show. This is Shane Raymer. We're going to talk about acknowledgement, exception, and forgiveness in this episode. I want to start by uh, sharing an email that I received yesterday morning. Uh, it says, Shane, I'm deployed to the Middle East and there are no support groups here yet. I'm working on that right now, actually. But since I've gotten here, your podcast has helped me immensely. Thanks for what you do. Wes. Dude, um, thank you for what you do, first of all. Um, you know, away from family, away from friends. Uh, away from uh, the familiar life in the States. I can't imagine that. I don't know, Wes, if you have kids or, um, you know, you're married. Um, I'm sure you have a a family out there that misses you. Um, You know, what I do is is minimal. Um, So for you to even think of thanking me, man, I I greatly appreciate that. And, uh, you know, once again, I thank you for doing what you do. I told Wes that I would give his home group in Puyallup, Washington, a little love tonight. So the home group, Puyallup, much love and respect. Keep it up out there. Keep in touch with Wes and uh, stay straight, my friends. So tonight we're going to talk about acknowledgement, exception, and forgiveness. And uh, we're going to start with acknowledgement. I think what I'm going to do first is is read just a quick little explanation of acknowledgement. So it says acceptance of the truth or existence of something. Okay, so what does that mean to you? What does acknowledging something mean? To me, it means seeing what is in front of me for what it is. And not trying to lie to myself or to make it something that it's not or make it something that I want it to be or that I imagine that it is. Uh, that's not truth. That's not acknowledging something. That's, that is, um, I don't really know what that is. I don't have a word that comes to mind, but it's not acknowledgement. So let me just uh, say that honestly. I don't know. Truth is truth. And truth doesn't lie. So when we see something or when we're in a situation, acknowledging something can be very difficult. For me, acknowledging that I wasn't living my life the way that I wanted to live it. And I was doing things that were not only self-destructive to myself, but they were also destructive to my family Um, and to my friends. So the first step in my recovery was standing up and acknowledging that I had a problem, that there was something not right with me. And I'm not saying that I had a problem with, with just drugs and alcohol. That's fucking evident. I'm talking about self. I'm talking about Shane. I'm talking about me. I had a problem since I was a kid. I had issues that were never dealt with, that were never talked about, that were never spoken about. I didn't know how to deal with that. 
I didn't know how to deal with life. So my out, the easy out, was to act like nothing existed that hurt me, that pained me, that made me feel uncomfortable, and to bury it and put on a smile and put on a face and not acknowledge any of it. You can only do that for so long before it really starts to wear on you. You know, trying to live this perfect utopian life that really behind all of it, you're just dead inside. Now I had its ups and downs. Should I say it has its ups and downs? I notice sometimes that I, I tend to talk like everything is, is all better, you know, and it's all healed and I'm, I'm ready and I'm sober now and I'm ready to go. That's not the case at all. These battles still exist every day. And as far as I know, they're going to continue to exist unless I put the work in on a daily basis to grind it out and, and fight back. Because when I don't do that is when it gets me. Now, whether it's the devil, whether it's just some darkness that is able to overtake, you know, people, people's inner spirit. I don't, I don't really know. I don't really want to know, to be honest, because, um, you know, that's, that's some shit that's kind of tough to ponder. Um, I mean, chew on that for a minute. And if you really think about it, it's, you probably don't want to. You know, after so long living in this in this fake um, kind of existence, where you're not dealing with anything, you're not you're not living in a true reality. Uh, it, it just it just becomes life becomes a blur. Life starts to become meaningless, and it it it's really it's really difficult. Um, and you can have all the things in the world: possessions, love, uh, money. You know. Whatever makes you happy, whatever you think, should I say, makes you happy. You could have all that stuff, but if you're not living in reality, if you're not if you're not acknowledging the the truth that's going on around you, then what the fuck good are you to anybody? You know, to society, to yourself, uh, to your family. So let me just backtrack really quick here. Uh, this episode started last night in a sense with me it got my wheels spinning i met with seth last night and for those of you who are listening for the first time or you haven't heard episode three or the uh, latest episode which is 15 seth manter is a good friend of mine i've known him since the fifth grade we grew up together um we we did a lot of things together we're also both recovering alcoholics and drug addicts and seth is um, Seth is, is probably partly responsible for helping to get me sober and for helping me to get on the path that I'm on now today. So if you haven't heard, uh, the two episode three and episode 15, I would recommend listening to him. Uh, Seth has some great insight on, um, on, on recovery, but, uh, we had a meeting last night at my house and kind of hung out for a little bit and, um, you know, we just, we just kicked back and shoot the shit and went over some some different scenarios and some different past experiences and um we talked about acknowledgement we talked about exception and we talked about forgiveness and one of the things we also talked about was pride 
and how pride can really, really get in the way and hinder someone's growth. Most of us are too prideful to admit when we're wrong or when we're doing something that uh, is not okay. And it's a hard thing to do, to admit that, to to be honest, to really acknowledge the fact that um, you have a problem. And I'm not just talking about with, you know, with alcoholism. I'm just saying in general, maybe you said something mean to somebody. Maybe you did something mean to somebody. A lot of people are too prideful to admit that. They'd rather place the blame, you know, on someone else. Well, this is why I did it. And it's their fault that I acted that way. Which is BS when you really look at it and you really look at the true substance of the situation. Because nobody makes you do something. Nobody makes you feel a certain way. Nobody makes you act a certain way. You do that. You make yourself act, say, think a certain way. And for us to place blame on others for making us do that, number one, to me, is weak. And number two, it's a cop-out. So how do we get over self-righteousness? How do we get over our pride? And for me, the answer is simple. It's submission. You must submit. You must let go of all the things that you're holding on to. I had to let go of a lot of things. I still have to let go of a lot of things. Let me be real. There are things that that still hold me back. Now, have they gotten better? Have I gotten better at this over the last year or so? Absolutely. So it's back to the old saying, progress, not perfection. I'm doing a little bit each day. I'm doing a little bit at a time. And some days are better than others. But for me to succeed, for me to improve, I must submit and let go of things that are in my past that will stunt my growth. Um, Resentments. Things that um, I've held on to and not not been able to acknowledge. Um, And I don't really want to get into specifics of it right now, but I'm sure we all have those things that we choose not to acknowledge exist. We choose not to acknowledge that something happened to us or something happened to somebody we loved or uh, whatever it may be. We all have that. So when we're ready to stare that in the face, and it may be one of the most scary things that we've ever had to do in our lives, that's, that's the first part of us healing. That's the first part of us uh, growing. I hope that's a, a general kind of breakdown for acknowledgement. Um, you know, actually, let me add one more thing to that too, is, is being humble. You know, when we're humble, it reminds us of, um, of what, of what it is to be alive to me when I, when I'm feeling just, you know, just really humble, just really thankful, really grateful for everything that, that God's blessed me with, you know, a beautiful family, um, a roof over my head, a car with gas in it to, to get from point A to point B food on the table, you know, healthy kids, a healthy wife, um, health for myself, health for my family. Those are the little things that, that keep us humble. Those are the things that keep us sane. Those are the things that are important. And so, 
you know, to, to on the daily to acknowledge those little things, to be thankful for them, you know, is very important, very, very important in our recovery. Um, very, very important if you're not in recovery, if you're just an average dude who can go kill a beer and just drink one. I mean, it doesn't matter. Just gratefulness, humbleness, you know, scratch out the, the pride, swallow that shit, let it go. Scratch out the self-righteousness. There's no room for it. So let's move on to acceptance. I'm going to give a quick definition here. It says, acceptance is a person's assent to the reality of a situation, recognizing a process or condition, often a negative or uncomfortable situation, without attempting to change it or protest it. Accept the things that have happened in our lives and accept the things that are going to continue to happen in our lives. When we fight them is when we get in trouble. Let me speak for myself. When I fight all the little things that bug the fuck out of me, make me feel like I'm losing my mind, make me go crazy, the stupidest shit too. It's always something fucking dumb that I just can't, can't seem to accept. Like here, here's a, here's a good example. And this actually, see, I'm still defending it, but I'll stand true to this shit. And I think a lot of you agree with me. I got one of those chicken shit tickets going through a red light recently. It was a camera ticket. I was 0.38 seconds over the line. It was just in the middle. The, they, they turn the yellow to the minimum, you know, state, um, state time that it's required. It's like 3.8 seconds or something that it's required by state. So they turn it to exactly 3.8 and it was either slam the brakes on or go through the light. And I went through the light trying to get through it and I, I got a ticket from it, right? $561. If I want to go to traffic school now, tell me that's not fucking robbery. That is straight criminal, but that's a whole nother topic and a whole nother deal that I spent way too much time looking into and now I'm an expert on, on camera tickets. What I should have done, okay, which would have been the easy thing to do so I don't blow my mind up and like a circuit board, it explodes because it's overwhelmed with thoughts and, um, you know, scenarios and how am I going to fix this and how am I going to get over it and how am I going to make it so it works out for me the best way because it's all about me (laughs) hate to say it but it's the truth what I should have done is accepted the ticket accepted the fact that I was 0.38 seconds over the line and although I'm not really hip to paying $561 around, uh, you know, the holidays to a ticket. It happened. And I can't go back in time. I can't go. uh, Trust me, I've tried in my mind many a times to go back in time and it doesn't fucking work. I've tried to slam the brakes on. I've tried to think about if I just went and went that way that day, you know, but. Nothing I can do about it. So acceptance, the easiest thing. Accept the fact, Shane Raymer, that you got a fucking ticket. Whether you think it's right, just, or, you know, or not. It is what it is, right? That's the old saying. So how do we, how do we train ourselves to accept these types of things? 
Um, is there training involved or is it, is it something that we must practice? And in my case, it absolutely is. You know, I'm learning how to accept things. I'm learning how to take them as they come. And, and if you, if you can start to do it, you'll notice how much easier life becomes. Not trying to change external events that you cannot change. The serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Okay, the red light ticket I can't change. The courage to change the things I can. I can change my attitude about the red light ticket. I can say, fuck, that sucks. But what am I going to do about it? So the stress about it, I mean, I'm going to have to pay it. And the wisdom to know the difference. Okay, the wisdom to know the difference. So accepting the fact that I was, that I am a drug addict and an alcoholic hasn't been the easiest of tasks. I was a functional drunk. I was a, fr- I was a functional addict. Um, so, so to say those, I'm an alcoholic, I'm an addict still feels odd sometimes and that's over you know it's been over a year now it still still feels a little bit awkward at times have i accepted it absolutely i know that's what i am i know that's what i've always been but the fact that there's that little thing in my head that still questions it is something that from what i've heard is normal it doesn't go away And I've come to live with it and just accept it. See, there's part of acceptance again, accepting all these things in our lives and letting them be. And the peace, the serenity in that is very powerful. So self-acceptance, let me read this. Self-acceptance is being loving and happy with who you are now. It's an agreement with yourself to appreciate, validate, accept, and support who you are at this moment. For example, think of acceptance of yourself like being okay with your house right now. One day you might want a bigger house or you have this dream house in mind, but there there are advantages to your smaller home now. So you can be happy with the house you have now and still dream of your bigger house as a reality later. Self-acceptance leads to a new life with new possibilities that did not exist before you were caught up in the struggle against reality. See, there's that word again, reality. Let me read that one more time. Self-acceptance leads to a new life with new possibilities that did not exist before you were caught up in the struggle against reality. That's a powerful, powerful line right there. People have trouble accepting themselves because of lack of motivation. Some have the misconception that if you are happy with yourself, you won't change things about yourself. This is not true. You don't have to be unhappy with yourself to know and actively change things you don't like. Wow, that, um, you know, that, that really says a lot right there. That really helps me out just reading that out loud too. But that one line that I had to read twice I'm going to read it a third time. Self-acceptance leads to a new life. Okay, it leads to a new life once you accept yourself with new possibilities that did not exist before because you were caught up in the struggle against reality. And there's that word reality again. That goes back to acknowledgement. 
acknowledging your reality, acknowledging the life you live, the realness of it, and not not living through the fake, the the fantasy land of what you want it to be. So this is perception versus reality. How do you perceive things? How do you perceive the life you live? How do you perceive the person that you are versus the reality of the life you live versus the reality of who you are? It's a very, very, very complex and difficult thing to do, but it can be done if you are honest, honest with yourself. Look in the mirror and be 100% honest with yourself. Not an easy thing to do. Not at all. Let's move on to social acceptance. Um, I just want to read a little bit from that too. So social acceptance affects people of all sorts and includes children, teenagers, and adults. Social acceptance could be defined as the fact that most people, in order to fit in with others, attempt to look and act like them. Or sometimes it is a term that refers to the ability to accept or to tolerate differences and diversity in other people or groups of people. Children and teenagers tend to do a lot of things to try to become more accepted among friends, uh, something also known as peer pressure. Peer pressure sometimes determines how they do their hair, what clothes they wear, um, how they talk, things like that. A desire to be accepted by those whose friendship the child or teen values also determines the child's openness towards smoking, drinking, drugging, swearing, and much more. So that's an important point too. Um, we do experience as as kids, most of us who are alcoholics, who are addicts, um, you know, we we have experienced some sort of peer pressure when we were young. Uh, so it's very it's a very valid point. Adults also exhibit certain behaviors out of the desire for acceptance and approval of their friends. To be one of the group, they might do some of the same things as teens and children do: excessive drinking, taking drugs, swearing, um, whatever. Six. Just kidding. Just had to say that. When it comes to mental disabilities, social acceptance plays a big role in recovery. Social acceptance is important because many people don't understand mental illness, so they don't know how to embrace their friends or other people who have a disease, leaving these people with feelings of not being accepted in groups of friends. Wow. Wow again. I'm going to say it again. Now, if that's not if that's not true, if that's not so on point, um, I don't know what is. And there was a line in here. Let me go back. And it said um, that it's important because many people don't understand mental illness. They don't understand alcoholism. They don't understand drug addiction. A lot of people say, why can't you just stop? Just stop. Well, I can't stop because my mind doesn't work like that. It's obsessive. It's compulsive. It's self-destructive. It's something in my brain that is wired that way. It doesn't have to be with just drugs or alcohol either. It could be going fast in a car. It can be, I mean, there's all kinds of different things. I don't want to sit here and go down the list because honestly, I can't really fucking think of one right now. See, part of honesty, I'm honest with you. You trust me because I'm honest. When I don't know something, I say it. Can't think of shit. But you get my point. Catch my drift, bruh. Let's move on to forgiveness. Forgiveness is a very difficult thing to do for a lot of people. People hold grudges. People hold resentments. And resentments ultimately is the thing that will destroy you from the inside out. 
There's nothing worse than holding a resentment towards somebody for a long period of time and having that feeling of just anxiousness and anxiety and because you're still mad at them for something that happened years ago. Or maybe you're mad at them because it's something that happened, you know, a week ago. Still, the feeling is still going to be similar. And wouldn't it just be easier just to say, you know, be the bigger person, be the, be the person who God wants us to be and say, you know, I know people make mistakes. I know people make bad decisions and I feel for this person who did this. And it's easier for me as a person, as a human being, it takes so much less energy just to submit and to forgive them for the wrong that they've done, for the things that they've done to hurt us. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. I mean, some situations are completely different than others. Some situations are so deep and so hurtful and so painful that it's unimaginable unless you've you know, been through something like that to even, to even think about forgiveness or uh, one day being able to forgive, you know, people deal with this shit on a daily basis to be able to forgive somebody who's just, who's wronged you is just the ultimate power. There's, there's so much power in it, you know, and uh, Seth and I were talking about this last night. He had mentioned about that, about the, uh, the shooting in Washington that happened recently at a school and the kid shot some of his friends in the school and one of the friends who survived um was shot in the face i believe and he wrote on a on a notepad you know i forgive him i forgive my friend who shot me in the face just think about that for this for a second here and and this is kind of what we had talked about last night is that the power of forgiveness to cleanse the soul is so much stronger than the power of resentment and the power of hate. And in my opinion, the reasoning behind that is because the power of forgiveness is God-given. And the power of hate is from is from darkness it's from the devil instead of being angry with this kid you know and and exposing out hate towards him and and maybe wanting to seek some sort of retribution even though the kid is is dead i believe but this kid practiced the act of forgiveness and and there's something that's so strong about that it just it defeats evil immediately it defeats it in the bible that's what christ says is we're here to forgive turn the other cheek you've heard it before we forgive people we heal we forgive people we live peacefully we forgive ourselves so let's get into that a little bit i've been talking about forgiving other people let's talk about forgiving ourselves decisions that we've made that have um, affected our future that have that maybe that are still affecting us today about past mistakes we've made, things that we are very ashamed of, things that we're not proud of. 
you know, those are things that eventually we're going to have to let go if we're going to get through this. And if we're going to, you know, get over these hurdles and become the people that we want to be, that we've always strived to be, because I know deep down there was something in you. There was something in me as well that when I, when I was young, that I knew that the man that I wanted to become, I knew I knew the certain guy that I wanted to be. And it's probably different for everybody, but everyone I think has an idea. I knew what it was, but I didn't know how the fuck to get there. And so right now I'm on that path. I'm figuring that out. How do I get there? Well, number one, I know it takes a lot of work, like on the daily. Number two, it takes a lot of forgiving, a lot of forgiving of myself, a lot of forgiving of my mother, of my father, of circumstances that happened in my life. You know, nobody's perfect. There's no book on how to raise a kid. There's no book on life. Well, I take that back. There's a book on life. It's called the Bible and everybody should read it. But there's, I guess what I'm getting at is all three of these things we're talking about tonight, acknowledgement, acceptance, and forgiveness. They're all brought full circle into us as human beings living the lives that we have always strived to live and living the lives that we as human beings want to live. We all want to live in peace. We all want a little piece of the pie too, just enough to be comfortable. You know, just, we just want our families, our loved ones, you know, we want a nice little decent job. Um, we want to, we want a little, you know, a little vacation here and there. We want a little, little money. Sounds stupid saying that. You know, it sounds real fucking stupid saying that right now. I just started to say that and I'm going to, I'm going to leave this shit so you can hear the, the irony in that, what I just said, because I was serious for a minute. And as I was saying it, I'm sitting there thinking in the back of my mind, how the fuck can you say that shit right now? When on other parts of the world, there's so much turmoil and so much death and so much hurt and pain. See, this is also one of the things that I have a big, big problem with is my empathy. It runs deep for, for certain things that I feel like I have no control and no power and no ability to help with, which I'm sure there are little things that I could do that I, that I really probably should start looking into, but you know, for me to sit here and say, oh, all we want is a little piece of the pie. And we just want a little vacation. And we just want, you know, like, listen to me just saying that shit. It just comes as, it's almost robotic. It's what we were taught as kids. We want the white picket fence. And we want the, the nice house and the two cars. It's the American dream. See, we were instilled with that shit. When really... All of it is irrelevant. All of it. What we want is our health. What we want is love. What we want is to be able to forgive. We want to acknowledge our reality. We want to accept our reality for what it is. We want to be thankful for the dinner that sits on our table. You know, we want to be thankful for being healthy. Not all of us are healthy. So we pray for the ones, the family, the friends, and the strangers that we don't know that, that aren't healthy, that are going through things right now that are so we really need to we really need to wake up as as people too, just in general, as humans. We need to love one another. We need to help. 
We're put here to help. We're put here to forgive. And the minute that we're able to do this, the minute that we're able to truly forgive others and to forgive ourselves, that's when we really find true peace. That's when we find the most peace. That's when we find out who the fuck we really are. You know, I'm finding that shit out by the day who I am. Now, I got a much better idea these days than I did a couple years back. But damn, I was searching hard and I didn't know. You know, I didn't know. I still have my days. Some days I feel I don't know who the fuck I am. Other days I feel like I'm just set in stone. It's all part of the experience. One thing I would like to add, you know, with Wes's email that I got yesterday, it really uh, struck something with me. I'd really like to throw it out there and ask that, you know, you send me an email. If it's relevant to the show, if there's a question you want to ask, um, you know, I'll read them on an upcoming show. I'll answer the question if I can, or I'll comment back. Um, so definitely do that. Send the emails in. It's sobriety at that sober guy.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. That would really help the show out. It'll help it get ranked and make it easier for others to find, which in turn helps other people like ourselves that are looking for, um, you know, some, some help in recovery, some different opinions. People need to find us. People need to hear this. People need to hear you guys too. So please, like I said, email in, question, comment, whatever you want to talk about. Thanks for listening, everyone. Much love, much respect. Keep it real. Keep it or you can email Shane at sobriety at thatsoberguy.com. Thanks again for listening, and enjoy a sober, healthy, happy life.